Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. As we near our 100th episode, I wanted to take things back to the beginning and reach out to one of the first guests who, in their own special and gracious way, said yes to being on the program and sharing their story. Jessica Cantave is a special being, to say the least with a sense of mindfulness and truth that has always inspired me and fueled our lifelong friendship over the years, it's always a welcome treat to have her on the podcast. Special side note, when your guest is also your cousin, chances are very good that you'll hit a certain level of intimacy and vulnerability that can only help towards a better understanding of your own personal growth. On this touching episode, we touch on a lot of personal insights and individual perspectives on life, laughter, love, and even loss. You never have to look too far for an amazing conversation. This one was totally unplanned, unrehearsed, and got very intimate in a lot of ways, which you'll soon find out. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 95 with Jessica Cantave. Here we go. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate it um, because, you know, you and I are on some, a very particular and singular, if I may say, wavelength. Because you and I have known each other since, like, life. And every time you and I connect in time and space, it's always a noteworthy and wonderful time. So thank you for being here along this journey. Because, hey, as of this recording, you're going to be episode 95. Wow. 95, man. That's just amazing. Thank you for 95, 95. And, you know, you're, you're, it's like, there's no law against repeat guests. So definitely, like, you know, our first conversation was such an epic one. Um, but, uh, we've definitely been, I've definitely, there's definitely stuff that's happened, but where I want to connect with you, man, cause we had so many co- wonderful conversations over the past week. I said like, you know what? We need to talk about this. Can okay. I share a story? Funny story. Cause, um, uh, the family and I were watching a movie, right? And this is about gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie, um, not going to spoil it too much, but it actually, it's actually a true story, but long story short. Um, there's part of the story cause uh, it's happening in this, um, this little, uh, African village. And as these things go, the scene is very simple. Famine, um, government is sending rations, two trucks of rice and everybody's making lines like for hours. You see the typical scenario, right? So, and uh, obviously, you know, everybody needs to get food cause they're tired they're hungry and they want their rice they need to bring, you know, food for the family. And the thing is, just before what's obviously going to come, see, my instinct kicks in. I'm like, I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, you know what? We know there's going to be a riot happening. As in my head, I know I know where this is going. There will, There is going to be a riot. And there's going to be this young kid in the middle of everything because he's the man of the house, right? So he's the one that walked, you know, miles to go get, you know, just a bag of rice. So all this to say that the scene happened and riots and shooting and everybody's looting and they want rice and stuff. This is not about rice. This is not about the village. It's not about the movie. This is about perspective. It's about growing up myself in a third world country and being so in tune with that reality and sitting here in Canada, you know, with Netflix in my living room with my kids and the leisure and calm and total disconnection of being here and my kids will never know that reality no i'll never say never but to this point i have managed to provide my children and you know dispense them spare them from this reality which is very familiar to me and that in itself is one thing to be grateful for absolutely yeah it's it really resets your clock man people have to stop complaining Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, how, why is it so easy to complain and, you know, just glorify, you know, everything that's going wrong when it's so easy? You know, if you take two seconds to take a step back and disconnect, you realize all the things you can be grateful for. Why is it so hard to be grateful, Jess? I don't know, but I mean, I really believe, like, I think there's a saying that says gratitude, um, miracles exist in gratitude. 
and um I don't know. Like I, I feel, I feel like gratitude is amazing. Like it just feels like, even if it doesn't feel good right now, I'm grateful for whatever it is that I'm going to understand later. Um, but you did mention something, and I kind of wanted to touch on it, if you don't mind. Go ahead. That's what we're here for. You mentioned your wife. Uh-huh. And it has been ten years now. Congratulations uh-huh. again. Thank you. Thank Can you. you tell me, as a single person, like, can you talk a little bit about your journey together? Like, first of all, I really, and I, you, I know that you probably spoke to me about this before, but yeah. how did you know that she was the one for you? Uh, let's see. We've been married for 10 years. We've been together for 15. Um... But I've asked myself that question. My brother asked me this when, even when I got married on the day of. He asked me that. And my answer is not going to change because she met me at probably one of the, uh, not, I'm not going to say the lowest points of my life, but let's just say I was not whole. I was not complete. I had a lot to prove. I had a lot to build. I had a lot I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. But with her, I felt the safety and security to be vulnerable and to be safe. Oh, wow. She didn't judge me. She accepted me as I am. And she certainly has stuck by me and supported me and given me, you know, the understanding, the patience, and God knows, you know, the camaraderie yeah. and everything that goes with it. And I, I personally think I had not proved myself up to that point. But for her, why did I choose her for this journey is because... You know, I genuinely felt safe. I genuinely wanted to be with this person who made me feel so okay to mm. not, you know, to want to be better always and try to do better and exceed to that higher level of, you know, dignity and efficiency because, you know, I'm very traditional. But yeah. even up to that point, because we, you know, I was still young, you know, um, yeah. I still had a lot to prove to myself and to her. But I never felt uh, insecure. She didn't make me feel whole. She didn't make me feel safe. Like I said, it was okay to be vulnerable. It was okay to be frail. It was okay to be, excuse the expression, to be a bit fucked up. But, you know, <laughs> I'm her kind of crazy. And she accepted, she accepted me as is. You know, and when someone has your back like that, and when someone is okay, and, you know, that's the same thing I got from her. I never got, you know, hypocrisy. I never got, um, you know posture just you know just you know just a heightened sense of self-importance you know it was always for us it was always um total honesty no no you know no hard feelings everything good or bad we tell each other the truth it hasn't always been easy been a roller coaster most marriages are like that but it's part of the journey you know there will be good and there will be lesser but at that moment for me it was really the safety and calm of knowing that you know what this is the person for me this is the person i want to bank on this is the person i'm if marriage is all about commitment and dedication and being open to you know um selflessness Mm -hmm. and devotion and everything that you know you that are part of your core values if she fits the profile there's no such thing as perfection because imperfection is also part of the journey you know are you willing to bank on this person? For me, it was a yes. That's how I felt it. I know, a very long-winded answer. I'm sorry. Not at all. And actually, I think we had this conversation on a very different level when you were about to get married. I think, you know, the whole family was in town. And I think I asked you, um, how do you know this is the one? And you told me at the time, very similar to today, you said that, she doesn't mind or she loves me even though I'm a mess. Yeah. And I was like, but you're more than a mess, you know, like you're, you're great. And now I think because I'm older, it's like, I get it. It's a very big thing to love someone when they're not, it's not like a perfect guarantee. Like, yes. No, 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 no. Uh, got it together like if you can love like you know 
and have faith in each other, even though it's like, I don't even understand, like I'm trying to find the words to communicate and understand what you're saying to me. Like that's a big, it's a very big leap and it's beautiful. It is. And it's not for everybody. And um, there is a lot of literature going on right now saying that, you know, society speaking in terms of uh, man, anthropologically speaking, psychologically speaking, is not meant to be committed to one single partner. It is beyond, you know, their DNA, their like psychological coding. We're not meant to have one single partner part of the animal kingdom. There's a lot of literature going on in there. So all this to say that it's not that monogamy or committed relationships are impossible. It's just mm-hmm. that you're really, 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 really going against the grain. Yeah. It yeah. is a genuine, genuine gamble. It is but, a choice, it is a decision, and a commitment. When you look at your family and mm-hmm. how much it's like, I feel like it's so much you. You know, I don't think there's, you know, like it's very rare that we don't talk about your family. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful gift to be able to look at it and say well these are the gifts of your traditional love and commitment to each other for sure full stability is growing you can't get onto this roller coaster called life marriage commitment and love and parenting and everything in between without the genuine cemented understanding that you know what you were in this for the long run you know yeah yeah i'm not i'm not uh, i'm here to love you uh, to protect you, uh, to teach you, to learn from you, um, to, you know, for so many reasons. I'm not, in terms of, you know, even sometimes to depend on you. Yeah. Moments there where we're frail. You know, one of us has, is tapped out. You know what? Tag, you're it. You're the one, you know, who's holding your realm right now. This is going to happen. And you need to put ego out the door because ego often enough is what, unfortunately takes up a lot of space in a lot of relationships um unfortunately uh, i know people unfortunately like you know who unfortunately you know diverge in that sense because like you know then there's what i want there's what you want there's what we want and sometimes what i want i can't let go of that i care about what i want way too much so sometimes it does create that rift if you will yeah to communication, it's cliche to say, but communication is so important. So oh, important. No. And honestly, um, I wasn't exactly planning on it, but oh. do you mind discussing my um, last relationship, almost marriage? You want to talk about it? You really I want my opinion? I've away from it so many times, and I feel like um, I've learned a lot. And it took so long, and I feel like now it's like um, it's if you want to, if you want to touch on it, I feel like we'll we'll remain respectful and definitely, as you know, I do not judge you. And as always, I always leave a lot of space towards uh, common understanding without being directly involved. Yeah, um, but I'm here to you know to be to be here for you to welcome you in terms of you know both love and understanding. Um, how can I how can I approach this? Um, I'll never know the whys. Uh, I can only I can only ask you, you know, how you responded to it in terms of, okay, did you feel, and I'm really asking, did you feel valued? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I felt like um, for the first time in my life, I felt um, like it was really important to me to do things the right way. Like everything that my parents had talk to me about like growing up I wanted to try to adhere to it because it was like this is different you know like I I want to be up front I want to be open about it I want to have permission I want to have like um you know just like this beautiful harmonious like finally you know like you did it well like you know and I thought this was it and the fact that he shared my culture was so foreign to me and it was like wow you speak in ways that i get i understand what you're saying you know like we eat the same food we you know like we have something that i've never had before like growing up in louisiana 
-hmm. It's like I haven't had that opportunity to just dance with the person that I love. And it was like so many firsts. It was just like mind-blowing. Like I totally felt safe. I felt like I was Canadian safe. Like this is my childhood, you know. It's like this innate feeling that um, I get it, you know. And I thought... I thought that was it. This is why I waited so long. Like, this is it now. So you felt considered. You felt valued. You felt respected. You definitely felt included. Was there that reciprocity in terms? Because I hear a lot about how you felt. But yeah. that's how you, what, this is what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. But was there reciprocity there, would you say? I feel like um, our dynamic one-on-one -on -one was uh -huh. very special. You know, um, in the beginning, we could talk and just, like, connect, and it was very, um, I felt as though he was very attentive and very, um, you know, like, he, like, he paid attention to things, like, things that mean th something to me, mm -hmm. like, he just kind of pick up on it, and, like, you know, when I would forget about it or something, like, he would surprise me. He would be like, oh, you know, I know you were talking about that massage. Well, you go and you have your time. And it was like, wow, I said that in passing, and I was so frustrated. And now I'm like, wow, okay. Like, that's amazing. Like, I really wanted him to be my best friend, and I felt like we were just developing this thing where I could, I felt like I could just be myself and relax. Okay. And I was learning him as well. Um, it's just that, our dynamic around the people, our loved ones, was very, it was, like, different. It was more, a lot more reserved. Um, it wasn't, like, uh, very, like, a lot of expression. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was, like, well, you know, I get you, and I trust you. But it's weird how um, I'm not 100% comfortable in your setting as far as, like, you know, with your cousins and the people who've known you. Or even, okay. you know, some of his friends. Like, it was just, um, I, I guess I felt a little more um, self-conscious. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I would definitely have, um, you know, like, a, a different time if, if I felt like... Um, um, you didn't feel in your place? No. No, I didn't. Did you say that? Did you mention it? Um, no. Honestly, I feel like um, what we had in the beginning was, uh, like, he came to me, um, like, you know, I've lived many places from this job that I love, and... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was, like, kind of secluded in a little town called Lake Charles, and he was willing to make the commute from Florida over 13 hours, like, to come see me every now and, like, every other weekend. And I felt like, wow, that's beautiful, you know? Like, we had so much fun because I didn't, I didn't do a lot in the city. You know, I had left a few friends, a few colleagues, but... It was like, wow, rediscovering it from, like, another um, very fun kind of adventurous way, like taking walks along the lake and just, you know, like, he was my friend. And it was nice because I didn't feel so lonely. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely mentioned uh, your perception and how you felt and what your hopes and expectations were for you because this is your own internal dialogue and your own personal connection with your own feeling and how you are perceiving the situation and i'm curious as to you know first of all did you let him in to those expectations and those dreams and those very intense feelings and second did you were you in any way did he let you in in that same way in terms of telling you how he felt and what he was perceiving and what he wanted into because you need to have that open dialogue for that because yeah. it's a two-way street it's a give and take and if it's only going in one way 
that's where we have, um, I might say, a uh, lack of a disequilibre. I'm yeah. Because, yeah. You know, and that that is where my concern lies. I think he did. Um, we did talk about our expectations. It's the thing that, um, like, in the beginning, he was very just amazing. And so I started meeting, you know, his family. We traveled to meet his mom. It was amazing. Like, you know, like he just kind of took me in, and I was so happy about that. And the fact that I met him, like, literally at my parents place in Florida was like whoa like this is great you know um it was I honestly loved that they had a friendship before we even met mm-hmm. um because there were times when I would call and they would be somewhere you know playing dominoes or laughing and talking and it would just reassure me like I can't be there but I know that he is there, and I felt like that's what I want. You know, I've always wanted someone to connect with my my parents. And so it was, always- was on the same wavelength as as your parents, because I know your father's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and the thing is, like, um, I think growing up, it was always, you know, kind of, very you know, strict. somewhere very close to the front of my mind that if I bring someone that I may be interested in when I'm old enough to do that, I would love for that, my person to be able to express himself and communicate with my father. Uh And so for me, like very many years, it was like a a language barrier, you know, like my, I think, you know, like I've always pictured like what would my father ask him or what would he talk to him about? Like how would he kind of, you know, like begin to figure out like if I have my head on straight, you know, with my who I present to him. We can't and hide it because our generation, we're part of a, you know, of the new generation. Was slowly, we're still, we still have our foot on two sides of the door, right? We're still very traditional from our parents, yeah, and we're still looking outward towards the new age, like towards the millennium. So we're the last, we're 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 the precursors of the digital age, yeah. and we still very, very rooted in that traditional mindset of the Haitian culture. So I totally get you. Yeah. And like that, I felt, honestly, I felt like um, it was so comfortable for me. You know, I felt like if he was in the vicinity and, you know, like in wherever it is, our gatherings or holidays, whatever, I felt like, you know, like they they can trust that he's a good person because they know him and they're comfortable with him. The only thing was that um, he has children and he had, you know, like he, he has an, a, a former wife and um, that I could not relate to because I'm, I'm not, I don't have, you know, years and years of experience. Uh-huh. So there was like a part of his life that I've never witnessed. So I'm going to touch on that right now. Um, did you feel included into that side of his life? Like, did did you meet yeah. his children? Did you know? Did were were you introduced to his children or that side of his family as his significant other, or no. did you feel set aside? I did. I did. I felt set aside, um, especially um, at the point, like you know. I think I can't remember exactly how long we were together before the engagement, but. I, you know, like there would be milestones in his children's lives, like graduations or, you know, like 18 year old party. And I was kind of, you know, I'll wait for you. Like you'll, you'll go and be with them. And for me being from the South and family being such a big, 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 like it's not only your family, it's, my opportunity to bond with your your family and the training that I receive is exactly for your family so I can't figure out all the people who have taught me and you know Mm -hmm. to care about different things that are tiny to other people and I guess some people wouldn't even think twice about it like that's one less thing I have to do like 
this is better than my graduation. Like the fact that I can, you know, get on your children's like um, uh, a small part of their world, even in the outskirts. That I I would I would have done a backflip. But that didn't happen. No, no, and I think you know I think, and I don't know I don't know how that would even be, but I kind of felt like. Honestly, that I might not be good enough. I Were you felt... ever told a why? I'm sorry? Were you ever given a why? Yeah, I mean, I think they they have a closeness to their mother, which I, I understand throughout my psyche. And I think it was too, like, too much for them. But for me, it was like... Um, there were a lot of things that were a lot for my family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel kind of like on my end of things, my door was open. And on his end of things, he had, like, different things, like, different influences, like, kind of matriculating into our thing. I get it. So get it. it very awkward, and I, I don't, I don't really understand it. But it, that's when my heart. Not, to this is not in any way, and you know I am very, um, very protective of you. And um, this is not even like you know taking sides here, but I'm only calling it as I see it. Um, okay, this is probably going to be a very raw aspect of my personality. The thing is, um, even growing up, right, guys, whether on the high school. Um, court or anything or in the hallways or between jobs or with you know tennis buddies or whatsoever when your woman is your woman trust me you you let people know your woman is your woman you know what I'm uh, saying I don't so, know what you're saying I don't yeah, I have no clue that's the thing so um, if he's with you whether he's got kids or not you know it's not your load to bear it's you choose to take on this responsibility to be a part of his life. He also has to be willing to include you in his, because if you're going to walk down this path together, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got kids, but Hey kids, you know what I'm seeing, I'm engaged and this is what, how it's going to be. And you know, does, does not in any way, you know, affect my relationship with you or with your mother whatsoever. These conversations need to be had. And if you yeah. can't walk that step, that is the, again, lack of reciprocity, I was trying to hint at when I asked the question in the beginning, because that was my concern. I don't think that in your, from what I've heard from you, that there was that reciprocity. And that's something that you had to deal with more than he had, more than he did. Yeah. That's just my own interpretation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's unfortunate only in the sense that I I kind of wish, you know, like the hesitations that I kind of had, I wish that um, I would have had the opportunity to communicate differently so that I could be clear um, on both of our expectations, both of what we're willing to um, open up it to or not, or, you know, timing um, Please do not make the mistake of taking all this on to yourself. Please don't make that mistake. It takes two to tango in a relationship. It is a, like I said, it's a two-way street. Nobody carries the full weight and responsibility and load of however the relationship goes. Never make that mistake. It's never one, just one person's fault. Never. Yeah. It is never just one person's fault. The same way I'm not totally putting it on him and the way I refuse for you to take it all on you. I understand what you're going through. We've had this conversation before and we're still having it very openly. Mm-hmm. It is very okay for you to feel the way you feel. You know, this friction, this uh, confusion. Why did it happen? I don't get it. Uh, I, I loved him. I put myself out there. I included him in my family and myself available. All the nurturing and culture that I know in our upbringing. And it's just like, I just don't get it. How did things go wrong? And, you know, there are answers. But there's also, you know, there's the acceptance that has to go through. And, you know, the ways that I've heard you talk about it so openly is the fact that there was a, what's called sincerity that was lacking. There was 
inclusion that was lacking because I can't you can't just be part of you know a, a partial part of my life yeah. either I'm in or I'm not either I'm in or I'm not listen if you're just going to use me as a guinea pig right I've been in Montreal I've been in Canada since 2001 since 2001 I've you know seldom been alone okay uh, my parents are in Haiti, you know this, but in no way did my parents not know that, you know what, I'm seeing Eugene, I'm dating Eugene, Eugene and I are going out this weekend, Eugene and I went to Toronto, Eugene and I are going to St. Lucia. Hey, mom, like, you know, happy birthday. Like, yeah, mom, it's Eugene's birthday. Yeah, I'm going to go to Eugene's parents this weekend. Yeah, Sunday dinner. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Eugene and I, like, you know, we had a little t- tiff, you know, and everything. Yeah, no, mom, yeah, I think I'm going to marry Eugene. They, it's included and same thing for Asian's parents like you know every time i went over like hi everything like how can i help you know set up and everything i broke i broke glasses i broke plates you know i usually like, you know, hang out with the kids you have to make the extra step to make the person feel included into your life because it is a synergy that has to happen it has to be bilateral it can't just be partial there's no if and or buts about it it's either we're all in or we're not yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I remember, I remember, like, when you and your wife are, were recording, it was like, yeah, you know, we're going to these places, you're going to these places, and it was like, oh, okay, they're going to St. Lucia. They're definitely going to get engaged, you know? Like, this This is, like, the understanding that you have whenever you're um, taking this relationship to different parts of your world. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have gone with him on the, f- like his family had a beautiful cruise. Um, and we, we went to the Bahamas. I would not have done that had I thought this may not work permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, I learned my culture like through other people's beautiful examples. And I'm under the impression that if this happens, this is what it means. And um, that's not exactly what it meant here, but um, it doesn't hurt anymore, which is why I'm able to talk about it. You know, um, I beautiful step forward. Yeah, yeah. The fact that I am not like one heartbroken or in the least bit angry, I feel like I'm proud for just that. You know. Um, I never want to be in a place in my life that I don't wish someone well and totally mean it. And um, I didn't totally lose myself. I might have grown. And that's why I, you know, this is all right. I was angry for a bit. No, really? Yeah. I was angry for a bit. I was like, I was like fiercely angry. Like, you know, I told, I told your parents, like, you know, like, cool. Because like, your parents had come over like just for a bit because they were going on their way to Ottawa. Oh, yeah. And you know we just had a we had a, a talk about it, and I was just like, I'm so upset right now. I didn't call you or anything because I knew you were dealing with you, so I know your sister was taking care of you on that front. But oh man, like you know when we when I got the news, I was really angry. I was really angry. Um, even then, you have to also accept your, accept that I was not bitter as again wishing harm or ill yeah. will, but I was yeah. just angry i was dealing with a lot of sadness and hurt and pain um for someone i care about but yeah i was also angry i'm just saying yeah so oh, well. yeah. but i'm happy that you know you're at this point of acceptance and moving and you know just it's not i can't say you're letting it go but at least you're let you're living with it you're you're better right now yeah yeah it's good to know Good to know. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful chapter. It's a wonderful chapter. Oh, thank you. It's true. It's true. But again, everything I've learned that the universe um, has a very weird sense of humor. So there will come a point, hopefully, that you will look back at this as, you know, the cliched learning experience that, you know, there's no perfect formula. And we must all walk our own path. Yeah. Yeah. We must all walk our own journey. And I guess the pages are still being written uh, towards that wonderful chapter of yours. And yes, I will see you walk down the aisle someday. Uh, (laughs) It's not too soon, honestly. 
I'm like, at this point, I kind of feel like it's my secret. Like, I hope no one notices that I'm single, you know? There's no shame. There's no shame. I kid. It's definitely not shame, but now I'm starting to feel like I'm getting away with something. (laughs) (sighs) No, everything happens in due time. Yeah. Check out my sister. My sister was like, you know, know, she met the man, she met her husband, and, you know, lo, lo and behold, a beautiful baby, you know, oh, a husband who loves her, and so and she can't wait to meet him. It's amazing. He's amazing. He's a very good guy. He's a very good man. A very oh. good man. Oh. I really, I, I really like him. Like you know, he's, he's, he really loves her, and that's the thing. When you, when you know, you know. When you yeah. know, you know. And they're very good together. Like I wish him nothing but the most of happiness. Oh, that's amazing. So, that's true. No, I'm a, I'm in a state of like you know with my birthday I just having passed like I'm in a state of love. I love I love I just give I just been giving love a lot of text, a lot of text or you know Facebook messages I've gotten uh, as of recently is really like you know everybody's like hey happy happy birthday bro I'm like dude thank you so much for taking the time for wishing me happy birthday Aww. taking the time for two seconds to be so generous of thought I know it's probably a Facebook reminder or something. But thank you for the friendship and thought. Because in this age of distraction, for you to just get up, say, hey, happy birthday, dude. You still have to, you know, give me a little bit of real estate of your mental energy to actually yeah. think about me and text me and say happy birthday. So I feel value. I feel it's not an ego boost, but I understand that this is something that should not be taken for granted. So everybody that texted yeah. me this year was like, dude, thank you. I really appreciate you. I hope these words find you well, whatever you're oh. doing. That's it's so my birthday, but I really wish you nothing but the best, man. Whatever you're doing right now. So please, thank you. I made a few calls, and I took the time. Everybody was like, you know, because I'm in a state of love now. I don't need stuff. Yeah, stuff is nice. I got some books, and I got I got some killer headphones, which I love. Oh, you know? But right now, I'm in a state of, like, you know, I love and being all in this together. It, it doesn't take much to change someone's day. But if you can, words matter and words have weight. And let the words that you speak be words of truth and love. Love, man. Love changes yeah. somebody's day. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel a little bit, um, like, what does it feel like two days after your birthday? You know, um, I've taken some time to think about it. Um, as weird as it sounds, I took inventory. It's not, it's, again, for me, it's never a yearly thing. It's mm-hmm. actually a daily thing. I wake up in the morning and I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, universe, for the added opportunity to take another crack at this. Yeah. Because we're all on a very weird lottery ticket. So every time you wake up, just take a second, breathe it in, because chances are you probably could not have woken up, you know, atomic bombs or whatever your house could have gotten robbed uh you know probably there are things can happen you can slip in your shower it's not having like you know a total doomsday scenario but be grateful in the morning man yeah Uh, as far as i'm concerned listen i wake up to a beautiful woman that loves me (laughs) um i have two minions who call me dad they give me hugs they tell me that i love you they will throw tantrums but two seconds later you know their add just kicks into high gear hey dad want to play i'm like Okay, thank you. They bear my name. They love me. I see them grow. I keep them alive, so it gives my life purpose. (laughs) So, yeah, and you know, uh, this—if that in itself is already something that you know you have to be grateful for. But this year, um, it's a bit of—it's—it's really funny. But I was telling my wife this. um, I've never stayed in a hospital. I can't remember the last time I stayed in a hospital. That's amazing. I have not been to a hospital. Knock on wood. Like, seriously, knock on wood. I have not stayed in a hospital. I cannot remember the last time I went to a hospital. I've visited people, obviously. I've worked in a hospital. But I have never stayed in a hospital. Wow. And for me, that is very sobering. Because, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a few headaches or dizzy spells whatsoever, stomach aches whatsoever. But I've never had the urgency. It's like, I need to go to a hospital. Yeah. So that in itself, that's, yeah, that is a blessing. That is a blessing. I'm like, you know what, dude, (laughs) no matter what, you know what, life come at me, come at me, man. It's like, okay, not every day is going to be rosy, but you know what, at least I have that under my belt. And that is itself is a huge win. Absolutely. 
Man, I feel bad. I feel this was supposed to be your interview, but I feel like I'm the one doing the talking here. Wow. No, I'm happy. You know, this is any chance to talk to you is just amazing for me. What does destiny look like for you? Um, honestly, uh, I think it looks like stability. Um, I really, this is like, I think it took a lot of growing for me to get to the point where my biggest dream at the moment is to move back to Lafayette um, and renovate the house that I grew up in. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've left the place, but um, at some point I started thinking I always end up back here. Maybe I should start figuring out, like, why. And now it's like paradise in my heart. And um, there's something so special about the fact that, um, like, simplicity, the memories, you know, like, some days, like, I could stand in certain places and I still see, like, the time when, you know, the family was together for Christmas and I think you spent four days on the bus from yeah. Canada. Yeah, I came from Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, I normally I should have ended up like on the 23rd, but I actually came because of some obviously storms and stuff. I actually showed up on Christmas morning. It was insane. Like you got there so late and I, I think you were there for like a day or two. Four days on Greyhound. My God. Four days on Greyhound from Montreal. <laughs> but it was just such a special year, you know, like that will always stand out in my mind. Um, cause you were still like the grand finale. Finally. I do, I do these weird things, man. Wow. It means, it means I'm, like forever. I will never not for, know this and remember that like it's special. It was a good, good holiday. Like that was the best Christmas. It was, it was, it was, it was special. It was so special. It means a lot to me right now, you know? And, um, so I think destiny is just honestly the, just realizing the little blessings that seem ordinary that will become diamonds. Um, I I want to be on firm foundation again, um, and I'm so tired of renting. It's ridiculous. Like I don't want another place. I don't want an apartment. I don't care how retro or modern it is. I want home. So that's what destiny is. How is destiny for you as the architect of destiny? I am, and it's it's actually weird to say this. It's like I have not even scratched the surface of all the greatness that is to come, mm-hmm. and the fact that I am lifting the lid off of the fog that I have to admittedly say that I put myself in. Because was, there's been a lot of anxiety and fear and self-doubt and anger and confusion and depression over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had somewhat let um, uh, the toxicity get the best of me. So right now that I'm in this phase of, you know, a spring cleaning, my mindset, um, Destiny looks really exciting. Oh. Really exciting. Um visualization, writing down a whole bunch of extraordinarily huge goals, which, you know, just when you, cho- when you just like, you know, pin them down into little sizable chunks, it's like, phew, chump change. Yeah. This thing looks very exciting, very exciting. Yeah. I'm really taking ownership of what I have to give and what I bring to the table and this, every, this universe that gravitates around me. Because I keep, I keep saying all the time, and that has been my mantra for the past couple of years, you can't give what you don't have. So yeah. I cannot be a good husband if I am not well within myself. I can't be yeah. a good father if I'm not well within myself. I can't be a good employee if I'm not well within myself. So I need to take care of all those things. I need to, you know, take back ownership of the fact that, you know what, she married me for a reason, you know? I had game at some point. <laughs> 
so you know i gotta gotta keep flourishing that you know keep trying and just like you know keep telling her like you know how much i love her and how much like you know she still makes my world go around so that's that's still that i have to be a good father to these kids understand that you know what i am the reference in their life you know yeah. at some points no matter how old they get they need to know that wherever the ship calls life takes them in the yeah. fog and the rain and the storm or the light they know that can, they can always come back to the dock that is called dad you know Aww. my friends know that you know i am relentlessly loyal and i want to be more present in this age of distraction and you know likes and connections and networking and stuff understand that you know you also have your core group of people that always stand by you and have your back you know your ride or die people you know um destiny for myself is about you know staying true to to, to my own personal truth you know, just manifesting my own greatness. And you know what? Not letting the fear be my crutch, but my motivator. So yeah. that's uh, that's a lot. Let me, go ahead. One more thing. If I, if, okay, you've been with your bride now for 15 years, right? As a couple, yeah. I'm married for 10, but as a couple, we've been for 15, yeah. So why would she say... Or, I'm sorry, why would you say that she chose you? I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I, sometimes I joke around and I just look at it as like, why did you marry me? Um, I really don't know. Because, again, right now, sometimes I deal with so much forgetfulness, because that's the thing about getting old. Um, yeah. I believe I asked her, but I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but I believe she went something along the lines of, you know, it felt safe. I felt it felt safe. It felt okay. You know, she trusted me and, you know, that I genuinely fit the profile of someone that, you know, could be her friend and could be her confidant and could be, you know, someone who would, you know, just make her feel safe. You know, yeah. it was no matter everything that, again, me being a mess, because I do remember that you and I having that conversation, despite the fact that, yes, right now, currently, I might be a mess. But yeah. she saw way beyond that. And you know what? I know I have trust into this guy and the safety. Not I'm not talking financials or anything. Like, you know, don't yeah, not to yeah. make this traditional, yeah. but I trust that he will, you know, make it happen. There are there is no question in my mind. I really trust, no matter the confusion that might happen, because it's part of the deal. So she was very aware of that. But she always trusted me to, you know, stand my own and, you know, bring what I had to bring and make shit happen. And that's what hopefully what I did because we're still together. But again, that's just my own, you know, selfish interpretation of it. But uh, yeah, that's what I like to think. I've done a good job so far. I've never stepped on the couch yet, but <laughs> that's lovely. You're really making me go down deep into the, the, the nether realms of the emotions I'm here. Sorry, but honestly, um, and I'm so happy to be number 95. I yeah. look for the day that your bride is your guest on this show. I have tried to have her on, but she's shy. She'd rather be like you know in the producer's chair and just keep things level on the background, you know. So, but I have tried. But one day, probably you never know. Maybe you never know because I have tried to have her on. Like, dear, we should have an episode together. It's like, ah. That would be but great. At some point. At some point, I'm sure. Man. Dude, it has been a treat. It has been a treat. You know, I'm not going to keep you. You know, I'm going to let you get, get back to your life. You got other things to do than hang around with me. But it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for the vulnerability. Uh, it's not it's easy to talk about these things. Um, but thank you for trusting me with, uh, you know, your words and, uh, and your feelings and uh, your truth and thank you uh, for providing a safe place and thank you for giving me another chance to be on the show with you oh come on man you're always welcome you're always welcome open invitation man anytime anytime i'm never far and all we need to do is connect and click record and awesomeness happens well again i will say happy happy birthday i know that this year will be unlike any other time in your life and I hope that it just keeps getting better. Thank you. I really appreciate it. As I like to say, as the running tradition on this podcast, as always, I like to leave the floor up to the guest. As always, as we like to close, you know, floor is yours. A kind thought, a word, a quote, a passing thought, a call to action. 
anything that you want to leave the listeners with as, you know, so they can wake up tomorrow, taking that next step towards the next level? What can we leave the listeners with? Um, I think the genius is before you know too much. So just kind of learn from yourself and give yourself the benefit of maybe you got it more together than you think. Maybe you're not a mess and maybe we're just puzzle pieces fitting into each other and we have everything we need. Hey, you just made me take mental notes right there. Wow, thank you, Jess. Sure. Don't know where that came from, but you know, I I think I think we're smarter than we think and That was beautiful. Yeah, I think we got something. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was a very that was a very heartwarming talk. That's the best way I can think of ending such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been really wonderful. Enjoy being and please say hi to your beautiful family. Will do. Will do. As always, guys, as always, Jessica Kante, thank you so much for your wonderful warmth, your personal truth, your amazing light. Guys, this has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Be sure to please share, like, subscribe, show us a little bit of support, five stars, comments on iTunes, whatever. It's always appreciated. Uh, all the show notes and the episode, uh, just look out for the episode on the Instagrams and the interwebs once it goes live. Always, Odiridi, signing off from Kanzak, Quebec. As always, please do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.